Thank you for following us and supporting the show. I want to make you aware we now have different membership levels, and I want to personally thank every one of you for your financial support. I know that this is from your hard labor and your kind heart, and it is with a humble heart that I do thank you for all that you do and for your support in every way. Thank you so much. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus, I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. To Threads of Enlightenment. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. I wanted to let you guys know about this uh, particular episode. To me, it's a very special episode. I had invited um, Jay Allen of the Jay Allen Show to come in and do an interview uh, with me. And he actually turned the table on me and he actually interviewed me at. Um, in the middle of our conversation and I wanted to take a chance and I actually thank him for that because I've never really been interviewed before but I wanted to uh, let you guys hear my story so that you can get a better understanding of who I am how I get to got to where I am today um, what uh, stage steps and all these different tools that I use to get me to my place at that uh, through conversation at uh, at the site that uh, as I invite all the people we you and I would all get there together we would grow together I wanted to welcome you guys and uh, I hope you enjoy the show that uh, Jay and I had done and um, uh, so that you will get a chance to know who I am and again welcome to Threads of Enlightenment and enjoy this particular episode thanks Excellent. I'll let you know what Threads of Enlightenment is about. I believe that, um, Jay, each and every one of us has a journey that we take. And uh, as we take that journey, we gain wisdom, insights. Um, we gain those insights through um, hardships, um, challenges that come our way. And what tools we use to overcome that, uh, those challenges, that's the type of stuff I want to talk about so that we can help people in that process. They're going through that process of the, the title Threads of Enlightenment, these threads that happen in our lives through circumstances that come in. Um, we get enlightenment from um, anyone. I mean, it could be a, a kid that comes and say something to us. Or um, I used to use the example when I had my children when they were young boys. I would say respect everyone, including 
that uh, a homeless person you see because they may come and whisper something to you that is the key that you needed to take you for the next 30 years of your life. And so you have to respect uh, everyone because we all are on this collective journey, whether it's separately or not, but we are collectively going somewhere. And so we can actually help each other along that way. So well, it's, kind of, it's funny that you say that. I, I kind of chuckle almost at the same time as you're saying this, especially when you start using the example of when you were talking to your children, even if it could actually interact with a homeless mm-hmm. person. When you start thinking about it. Think about the different cultures throughout the world on how wisdom is respected. Exactly. In the U.S., when you get older, to some extent, there is some level where people kind of make fun of the elderly. Mm-hmm. This kind of way that it yeah. works out. But when you go to different cultures in different countries, yes, the respect level that is put on to the elderly, mm-hmm. they are the wise person in the room. Yes. They are the person to go into and having those conversations of, hey, I'm at a life fork. Mm-hmm. What do I do now? It's, it's, it's a definitely interesting concept on how you have this set up. Yeah, and, and I believe that all of us are computers. And um, okay. I, I have four boys. And so uh, from there, you, I would tell them, I am a computer. You are a computer. I am simply ahead of you on that timeline that we're living. As you get older and I get older, I have collected data. You have collected data. And when necessary, you can come and tap into my database for whatever data you need for that specific circumstances that you're going going through. And my hope is that you will, from collecting my data, that you will not stay a minute longer in that situation that you are in currently. And it's not for me to say, do this, do that. That's not mm-hmm. my place as a father that has... When they were younger, I could have done that. But as they become grown men, I am simply that computer that you tap into and you make your decision based on the data that you've collected from me and from other people. Oh, you know that that's going to that's going to raise a whole bunch of questions with you saying that. Right? It's, a, it's a good analogy. Yeah. Because here's the thing. When you start thinking about this, if we start talking about the world of computers, do you look at it as that you're your own individual computer or we're all kind of in a in a virtual reality standpoint? Because there, there's different ways that we could almost go about this yeah. as you start talking about it. So how do you look at it? Do you look at it as your own, your, your own individual network? work or do you look at it as the whole virtual reality side because i've read books on on different subjects that are very on on very similar things that's why i i I believe it's it's a combination of both um and that's where you have i think a film like the matrix is is a powerful film if you understand what you're looking at and Mm -hmm. um it talks about the catalyst that makes you and i or someone uh, uh, drive past their current situation. And that is faith in yourself and faith that you, this thing that you want is, um, is, it's a tangible thing and you can taste it. And so beyond what that problem is, and I will always say to people, make your vision bigger than you because at, at some point you're going to get tired and your vision have to be big enough to make you go, you know what? I'm tired, but I'm going to take one step. Two words. And when you make it that big, you will move. 
if you don't move, you're stagnant. Well, that means your dream's not big enough. That's for sure. Exactly. Well, it's interesting because you tie in the matrix because a lot of people, when I have the, when we start through this conversation, it's very similar because it will go into the matrix aspect of mm-hmm. it because there's a lot of philosophy tied into it. There's a lot of theology tied into yeah, that movie, exactly. depending on how you take a look at it. There, there had to been so much research yeah. when that movie was made. Now, I'll tell you, I actually encountered a book many years ago by the name of my big toe. Mm-hmm. It is a, it's a trilogy. It's a trilogy book, but it's my big theory of everything, but they call it my big toe. Um, and it's interesting because the guy does talk about how the matrix does tie into some of the aspects of the world that we're in based on his, his reality. Yeah. Now he's an astrophysicist. So it's kind of hard to one of those things that when you start reading and going, well, hold on, this guy really understands some things. So what is he telling mm-hmm. us? But as you take the deeper dive inside of the book, he talks about how there's rule sets inside of the world or the computer programming yes. and they're limited. Yes. So you you might see this, you might see that, but it's because of the rule sets that are actually inside of the system. So you might actually, we'll say, quote unquote, plateau to a certain section mm-hmm. because you, this world's divi- divided by this rule sets that's set up. So like if you try to jump off in a building and try to fly probably not going to work because that's not part of the rule set of what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say, hey, you can crack the code and you're going to start flying based <laughs> on what the guy said. At least he didn't go that far. But it, but it, he does go into the whole mentality thing yeah. where he almost talks about that there's different timelines. Exactly. And we, what he talks about is that even though you are currently living in this portion of your reality where you and I are talking, even though it's via the internet, there might be another reality that you could tap into where there's a different timeline where we p- could potentially be doing this in person. Exactly. And it's it's very interesting on how he ties them all in together, but he goes into a lot of theory. Now, I'm going to tell you, it does read like a textbook. So it's not a, it's not an easy read. I wouldn't say, hey, if you're going to if you're half asleep and you want to read something, that's the one to go to. <laughs> Definitely not, not one. But it has a lot of good information inside of there. Yeah. But he goes into the whole concept there nice. about the rule set. But when he goes into the rule set, he starts talking more about computer programming. Mm-hmm. And the thing that he uses a lot of the examples of going a little geeky for a moment is the world of Warcraft and about how much power the system uses to generate some of the things that are there. Yes. And then he goes as far as talking about when people see ghosts, mm-hmm. when people see aliens, he talks about how they're fractals, almost similar to how they talk about in the matrix of other programs that there's an error. And that's why people see these things. So that whole conversation, I've looked at the, those books. I've probably read them three or four times over. It's over a thousand pages easily. Oh, um, wow. in, in that particular <laughs> And I even went to, um, I even went to a meeting that the guy conducted in a different state just to be able to, to see the guy. Cause I, I was very intrigued on what he had to say, but I look at this and if you take a look at, we can talk about religion. We can talk about faith. We can talk about the different things and they all have some similarities to how they work. Mm-hmm. They all have some similarities into also computer programming. Exactly. And he goes as far as he talks about this one portion, and I know that a lot of people will love it, but I'll reference it, is that when you look at someone to be praised, that is more of a man-made thing instead of a God-like thing, because people want to be cheered. Yes. 
And he said that that does not sound like something that a God would bring your direction. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that that was an interesting concept. So I'd love to hear what you have to, what you think about that. Oh, I, I, um, when you even take that down further to a quantum physics level and you look into that aspect of the things that we manifest and the power of the thought, I, my background is, is, is uh, a Christian background and I like uh, going into some of the things that Jesus would say and all these types of stuff. And he says this thing to his disciples, Jay, one day that when I was reading it, I was like, wow, that's a really interesting way to look at it. He says, take no thought saying. And so I remember saying, repeating that over and over and over and over until it hit me because you and I, um, and I remember I had to go before a group of men to, to teach them in, in, in a prison. And I had said to them, all of you guys are here because you could not uh, you weren't able to manage a thought uh, that someone gave to you. And they looked at me like they wanted to, to take me out. And when I, when I began <laughs> to explain to them that we took the thought, you know, I took that thought, those words that someone said to us by just, I just whisper uh, the sound wave type thing and it comes out of the words to you and you took it and you place it into your belief system and you say, yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Let's rob a bank. Let's, let's whatever, whatever. Um, and now you took ownership of someone else's, uh, uh words. I went into, to, uh, the quantum piece and I was talking about how we create, uh, and how creation runs at that level and it uh, comes to the place in the arena that you and I can can see that is in that thought life and uh, to, that's where it manifests to us and we begin to take these things form ideas form uh, dreams and then begin to act on all of these things and change our life and so I I love the topic of talking about you know and I named I actually wrote a book threads of enlightenment because for me it uh, and I wrote that when I was running around in the streets of Orlando partying, <laughs> partying with my, and I had my kids. You were learning. You were learning exactly. at the time. <laughs> I was actually learning about those principles. And I actually, uh, I, Jay, I actually took note, mental note of what was happening to me at that time. And then when I went inside and I started writing about it and I realized that I was in certain states, I call them states. And in these states, we manifest things. And if we learn to recognize where we are, where we are, then we'll be able to manage it e easier. I had to go through an, a process to love myself. I, I actually, uh, I, the first half of my life was guilt. I lived by guilt. And then when I learned that, hey, um, I got to learn to love me. I stopped partying with all my friends. Start, I, I dated myself for one year, meaning I, I went to the movies, I went sushi, and some of the best stories I've ever had in my life was when I was by myself learning to figure out who I was. Because my concept and I, my thought is that once I have come to that place, I'm facing all my demons, Jay. I'm facing everyone that, every idea, every thought, every bad thing, every good thing. And then when you come out there, you stand naked. You come out that much better. You appreciate who you are. I can look at you now, Jay, and I don't care what you do because I know who I am. I can look at you and say, I can have that empathy and say, he may be, I don't know where he is, but he's on his journey and we respect each other from that place. Uh, and 
I think that's what's missing in our society. We need to learn how to respect each other from a place of personal growth. We are all on this journey as we started the conversation, that collective um, uh, mainframe that we're all hooked up to. And we um, yet we are this individual piece, but we are connected to this mainframe and we're connected through through everything, the earth, nature, everybody's all connected, you know. Well, I mean, it's interesting that you say that because I, as I've done more research in regards of relationships and taking a look on how the human brain works, I think a lot of people miss out on that whole aspect where you said that you dated yourself mm-hmm. for a year. And what I mean by that is that sometimes people don't look that they have to love themselves first yes, sir. before they can go into a relationship and bring additional value. Exactly. Because here's the thing, it's the codependency portion Mm -hmm. where if you don't actually value yourself or realize what you're bringing into a relationship, all of a sudden you're leaning on somebody else to give you self-worth. And it, it becomes an error to an extent for a lot of relationships and a lot of failure because let's say, for instance, I'm in a relationship, I get close to someone and all of a sudden now they're busy with work. Mm-hmm. They're not paying a lot of attention to me. Mm-hmm. Something else is going on. Do I start looking elsewhere because I don't know my own value? Correct. And that's a lot of hesitation and a lot of problems that people have. You see a lot, and I am not judging here, but you see people flip through relationships because of this. Not that they didn't love the person that all of a sudden started to work more, but they're not getting the attention they that they needed. They're not having their needs met. So they feel... I need to jump out and do something else. Whereas where what you did, where you went out for a year and understood who the true you was, it brings a different mindset. Now, what I think that's kind of funny about the whole thing, too, is that during that time, most people would be like, well, what about interacting with someone else? What about being with someone else? No, you're learning about yourself. Yes, is there still a need about physical contact and things to that extent? Absolutely. I'm not saying saying that there's not, but it's understanding who you truly are. And what people tend to forget, and self-included, is how you need to be thankful for everything that goes on inside of your journey. Mm -hmm. I always chuckle because... I'll say that Christianity and religion played a big part of my youth when I was growing up. And I always look back and I laugh because the first scripture I ever learned was First Thessalonians 5.18. And everything gives thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Concerning you. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of funny because I've looked at that throughout the years and realized that even regardless of the toughest times in life, mm-hmm. you should be thankful. Exactly. And I mean, and you can look at it from the universe aspect. You can look at it from a God aspect, however you want to look at it. But it's that mindset. Correct. It's that learning that's going on in that particular moment. That's the that's the crucial part. Exactly. It might suck. It might suck terribly Mm -hmm. in regards of going through it. But there's something that you need to learn. Some people look at life at wins and loss. I think it's more of a win and learn. It took me a while to get there. But there's always a learning. And yeah, a year being by yourself, is it the greatest when you look at it from the outside? No. Mm-hmm. But you learned about yourself. I mean, look, I mean, you were in Orlando. You're now in a totally different country. Mm-hmm. So you you took a risk on you. Yeah. Because you knew yourself where somebody who's not comfortable with themselves. Well, unless this person or that person comes with me, I'm not doing it. It is so true because I think it, you're not picking on anyone. I think it is one of the major demise of relationships um, because uh, my concept is this. How are you going to love me who have all these demons if you don't love yourself? Now, if you love yourself, you will you can uh, 
empathize with how you feel, how you go through things. And that same empathy, you can then uh, uh, give to your mate to give them the space that they need to encounter themselves. And I think that's the springboard that uh, you and I and everyone have to face. Because after you've gone through that, I think there's everything and anything that comes your way. I think you're going to be successful at it because you have worked on the most important individual in the world to get to a place that you can now manage everything else. And once you've learned how to change your perspective, like you, you mentioned that, that scripture, that scripture is about perspective in every situation. And if you focus your perspective and most people have, this is where they fall. They don't change their perspective. If you change your perspective with this current situation and you're in, you're going to start uh, tapping into different parts of you, the, 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 uh, of your being that you will get answers, uh, you will pull people to you because you're no longer bogged down or, or depressed or whatever. You've now t- changed your perspective and you're looking at yourself going, I'm out of this stuff. I'm calling and pulling those people that have the wisdom. Jay may walk by and say, hey, Ken, you know, hey, how you doing, man? I, and that conversation uh, from you can pull me out because I've changed my perspective. I'm not depressed and I'm not standing there. You're looking at why is that depressed? Uh, but I believe the key to many of our situation is the changing of our, pers- our perspective in that situation, because then we can, we can, I, I want to say, bring the other forces that there to help us to overcome that situation and come out of it much faster. Well, Ken, let me ask you, because when you went through this and you decided to go on the year on your mm-hmm. own, how did you do the mindset? How did you change it? Because here's the thing. If you you tell that to someone else automatically because of the society that we live in nowadays, you're doing that because you're a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that's going to be what people would expect yeah. or people would say. So how were you able to break the mental model or the mental stronghold? And we can even go as far as the spiritual fall stronghold of saying, I'm going to do this and take this risk on me. I learned this. I saw this and, and I would, I remember saying it to my boys. I would tell them that you and I are endangered species. Um, you, you look at yourself in the mirror. There is no other being like you on this planet. And there's, there's industries to prove that. I have, you have fingerprinting, face recognition. You have all those things. You're that special. And so I had to look at myself and, and make a decision that if I am that special, then I need to spend the time that is necessary to to get to know who I am. I am not perfect. And I think society is driving us and, and to become perfect. And we see that by looks, people getting uh, Botox, they have this, this thing in their head and they're pushing towards this thing of perfection. There is no such thing um, as perfection, but there's this thing as accepting who you are, loving who you are. I had, I spoke to my friends and I told them, I'm not going to date anyone. I'm, I don't mind coming out with you guys and hanging out. And I'm not dating. I'm not interested. And when people would come to me, girls would come to me. I'd say, look, I'm on a hiatus. I'm not. And we would have that conversation. And my friend, one of my best friend, Tony, um, years after I did that, when he was in a situation and he came out and he said, you know what? I'm going to do that. And after he came out of that year, he said, man, he said, when you did that initially, I thought you were... You know, we all thought you were out of your mind, but he said, now <laughs> I mean, like, I you're see the, the value. Field, you're just not telling anyone. <laughs> he said, now I see the value <laughs> of what you did. 
did because it changed my life. And I think we ought to spend that time. We're, we're Jay, we, we're an, an endangered species. You're one of a kind, my brother. When you're gone, you're gone. You know, there's no other uh, fingerprint that will match yours on this planet. And so we have to realize the value of who we are. But it, it's interesting that you're able to do this or you were able to pull this off. Because as I look at the world around us, we're lucky enough to be in an older demo. And I say that with the best of ways yeah. because right now that are growing up in in the now generation, yeah. they almost have a dual life. And let me w- let me explain what I mean by that. You have this world that we mm-hmm. live in, that we do normal things, the physical that it's there. But then you have the social media yeah. world. You have this digital. And it's if I look at the what we call the social media influencers, uh, they're jet planing. They're at the ver- at the best parties in the world. They're doing. They're eating gourmet food. Nobody has the difficulty mm-hmm. that real world has based on what I see on social media. If I go based on that, I mean, I'm trying to go into your, your example with Botox and everything to that extent. Everybody looks perfect. Yeah. Everybody's on a private bed. They're doing all the, the, the best of best, mm-hmm. but it, everything's also recorded. Yeah. Everything also is. I can go back years later and take a look at this. So I think that it's a difficult thing to be able to pull off. So when you went through this journey and you said, I'm taking the year hiatus because I want to focus on myself. If you were big into social media or social media would have been big at the time, would that have been something you would have journaled? See, and that's that's the thing that people <laughs> uh, do. I usually, um, I would fast um, and it's for personal reason, not because of anything. I would fast uh, 30 days every year and um, I would pick a month whenever I, I, I would do that. And um, I would... Uh, if you were in Florida, that was not a summer month. That's for sure. <laughs> I did it. Actually, when, when I fasted, my kids would come over to my house because the way how I handled my fasting was cooking. <laughs> so they would come over and just eat because that's how I I, um, I would be able to, to deal with it. And I never tasted anything, but I just cook and they would be there. And what I did then was I had uh, journaled uh, what I did. And I I did that one year and I remember the second year I didn't because I thought, no, this is not about uh, sharing f- about that. I wanted, this is for me uh, to, to find answers, to get seriousness, to break through from cycles, uh, uh, to become seriously in- introspective. And I don't know I, I, I've been traveling a little, Jay, and I'm seeing these young kids are selfie every, they're in a restaurant, selfies come out, selfie. And, and I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question, sir. I don't know today if they, cause they're so programmed that, um, you have to be a special person to unhook. I don't know if they know how to do that today. It's a sad thing. I don't know. Well, it, 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 it's interesting because I take a look around. And, you know, it, and it's not judgmental. No. I, I don't want it to come across that no. way. It, it, it's, it's that it's that difficulty in duality yes. because it's a dual life. Because I will tell you, I have growing pains. I have things that I go through that are not perfect. Um but I don't try to only post the perfect mm-hmm. stuff. Um, if I, post it, I, I really don't try to post anything at all, to be honest. But I, if I'm going to, I don't want to post only the bad things or I don't want to post only the good things. I want people to know that there's a real life that occurs. Yeah. 
And it's not all about social media. I mean, social media, and I know that that's going to sound, oh, you sound like an old guy. That, that, did you, you know, the bad social media. No, I think that there's some importance there that you need to bring some reality from your life into what's going on in social if you're going to go that yeah. angle. But it boils down to a couple of different things. And I want to go back a little bit to what we're, where we started about that whole computer aspect. You're learning in your, gathering information, you're sharing details. I don't want somebody's life to change because of what I've went mm-hmm. through. I want to be able to share my experiences and you take what, what you, you want, want out of it. it. Exactly. Because the, the worst thing that I could do is what people kind of pushed upon me. This is the way that it mm-hmm. is. That's the only way it's going to work. That's the yeah. worst way to try to try to assist or train someone or give them information. Oh, you can see that. Here's teenager. what I did. Teenagers rebel. Right. right. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, it was like, here's what I've done. This is what's worked yeah. for me. I can't guarantee that it'll work for everybody. I have some ideas. You can do whatever you want. And that's the learning aspect of the computer. But I look at it as what I was, I was talking about that book at the very beginning and how this gentleman talked about these different realities that could go yeah. on at the same time. And it's the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Mm-hmm. And I edit and I go, well, I made this decision and this is the decision I decided to move forward with. Now I can sit back and go, hey, maybe there is a timeline where that reality is different, but I don't ever want to look at my life in retrospect and say, hey, this is what I should have yeah. done because I wanted to be go to what I thought it should have been. Then I'm going to change things that are going on currently to get me there. And I feel that that's what you did. Things weren't working out the way that you wanted to. And you said, hey, I'm going to take this year and do it. Now, have you ever thought, and I'm just asking about this, of possibly doing an assistance guide for other people that might want to do this? I've actually never thought about it, but I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like I said, I remember t- telling my friends, the people that were close to me, they knew um, my friend, as I mentioned to you, he knew and he came back several years later before he started that journey. He and I talked about um, some of the things that uh, I encounter there. Um, and I was telling him that he, you need to do this because at the end of this time, you will look back and go, wow, why didn't I do this earlier? And I've had that experience with uh, several people um, after that, that uh, from people talking with me and always, I've always mentioned that aspect of taking that time to get to know me because until then I find myself, I was living, please my parents. I was living to please this and that. Um, but I didn't know the core of who I was and what made me take what, what I didn't like, what, what were my triggers? What, um, so I started investigating those things within myself. Why did you make that decision, Ken? I would ask myself after I've done that. And I would sit down and analyze that. What happened? What data did you collect? And as I began to um, understand the process by how I make a decision, my I was able to change some of that. I was able to enhance some of it. Some of them I still keep. And those are where we form our habits. Our habits are our lifestyles. And so we need to, this is a place that I really feel that a lot of people need to, they, they try to bypass that to start their journey, but you can't. Your journey will be imp- imp- 
um, I don't want to say imperfect, but you will have tremendous uh, time. You, you'll find yourself in loops, in other words, until you come back to that first place. So when you started thinking about doing this from the time that you started thinking about it to the time that you actually pulled the trigger to do it, how long was there a time in between? It was a couple of about a month or so because I knew at the time my lifestyle would change. I was partying, Jay. I was partying with the boys and doing all this. Was a- that means so many different things to different people. So I don't even know what, what to say there. This was back in the day in Orlando when Orlando was the place to be. People would come from all over the world and hang out in Orlando because, oh, yeah, because of some of the best DJs and all those guys were there. Um, uh, this was in the midst of this back in the 90s. In the midst of that, I looked at my friends and I'm like, I, I, I got to do this because um, I was going from one relationship to another, this person, that person. I was like, you know what? I need time to f- see who I am. And uh, it was the best decision that I ever made. My kids will tell you, I used to walk around and kiss myself, kiss my hand, you know, and because I started to learn um, some of the things that I was carrying was unnecessary. And so I had to learn how to let them go, how to part with them. I would tell people I I ran into some of my um, my fears and and we split. We broke up and, uh, you know, uh, you would come in in contact with some of these uh, uh, the dark things that they say you're demons and I would have conversations with them and say it's time for me to to move on pleasure thank you for bringing me to this place I, um, it is time for a new new creation and I would have literally have these conversations with myself so mm-hmm. it was really an interesting now that you put it that way is interesting looking back at it that um, I was able to, to to pull that off so at the time I'm just I'm just kind of curious because I would like to understand it a little bit better mm-hmm. you referenced that you you've always believed you know you, that you've had Christianity inside of your mm-hmm. life but now you're having this this approaching computer where some people think about this as we'll say new age because some people reference it in that do you have a difficult time combining the two sometimes especially when you're speaking to others because you're kind of doing a combination of both i think it is the um the principles are still the same the principles that um you govern by in the Christian world is not for Christians, it's for everyone. Principle, we may put a label on it, uh, call it Christianity, but there are ancient books older than Christianity. Um, the principles are still there that they talk about in Christianity. Uh, when you look at the I Ching and all these other, the, um, the, the book of, of Hindu religion, they're much older than uh, the Christian religion. And yet principles transcend from the beginning to here. So it doesn't, to me, it's not a stretch. Uh, you may not quote scriptures, but it's the same. It's the same right. thing, you know, um, uh-huh. it's the same thing. I have, I was trained in, in corporate America and the principles that they were telling me about, I, I, I grew up with, I was looking at them going, wow, you know, but it's the same thing, you know? So I, I mean, I, I just find it interesting on how you, on how you're able to do it. Um, I don't want to hijack your show. No, I don't no, feel no. like I'm hijacking. I, I, I want to make sure your brother, your brother gets mad that I do that all the time. I'll go on to his and all of a sudden it's like, and I just take over. So no, I, I, make I, sure I, I actually that. like this because it gives my listeners a chance to get to know who I am. Um, you know, I get to interview people and stuff like that, but no one has really ever interviewed me per se, you know, so I think this is great for me. I love it. No, I mean, I find it intriguing because here's the thing. There's a lot of information and what happens is when people go ahead and say, Hey, listen, I'm going to take a time. I'm going to take a time out on my own. A lot of people are not going to understand it. And unless you take a deep dive and are willing to be open 
You know, I'm talking about open under the reason why you decided mm-hmm. to do it. You don't have to tell them about the journey. I mean, that's your thing. Because the journey, even if you journaled it, it's your journey. Yeah. Only thing that you, what I would what I would like to know is when you're going through the journey, what happens within the first two weeks? What happens within the first month? Because I can't imagine if you're accustomed to being in a relationship, just using mm-hmm. that as an example, on how it's not easier just to pick up the phone and say, hey, let me go be back with whoever. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be in a sexual way. That's not, that's not what I'm referring to. But being, you know, having that, even that intimate conversation, yeah. because if that's what you're accustomed to doing, how is the difficulty week one? Is it kind of like a, a recovering junkie? Yeah. A recovering alcoholic? It is. It, it, and because the principles are the same with a, that you have to implement in relationships of, uh, that you're overcoming something. Uh, and so, yeah, there were times when, you know, I could have picked up the phone and called this person and called that person and, and, and all of those different things. And it was difficult, especially, uh, the fr- again, the lifestyle that I was living was all about partying and the the scene and all that type stuff and it was hard it was i would um <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a story about that because um, the party's really good i know you're smiling so big every time you mention we were we were out you know we were out partying and whatever and and girls would come and hit on me and stuff like that i'll give you these these are actually uh w- that would happen and i would look at them and they'd say you know trying to hit on me i said hey i'm 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 not available at this time, but my friend over there <laughs> and um, I actually uh, couple my friends. I, I, I send them, you know, gifts in, in other words. And so oh, wow. um, I uh, that's how I, I would navigate it somewhere else. And I would tell that person I am at this point, I am I'm unavailable because and I would engage and tell them, said, I'm, uh, this is what I'm doing. And they, of course, would be like, wow, that's really interesting. And so forth, so forth. But again, that journey, I wanted, Jay, I wanted to know who is this, who is this guy? Who is this father of four boys? Because at the time I had four boys. Who is, who is he? How is he going to now, uh, uh, be able to, to guide these young men? What is he going to be doing and stuff like that? Because the great responsibility. And I would tell them, I said, you know, as far as you and I being, I'm being your father, you had no choice about that. But to be your friend, you have to, uh, and I, taught them about the different types of friendship that comes your way. And so you have to know who presents yourself themselves before you at that time so that you don't get hurt or you, you can only give this and that. Because each and every one of us, Jay, I believe, have uh, scotomas. Scotomas are your blind sides. And so people come into your life to um, through friends, relationships and so forth. And they will um, they will see some of those scotomas that you do not see. And they will point it out to you. And the most of us will respond in by yelling and screaming, you know, <laughs> you know, and but when we step back, if you're interested in growth and you step back and you look at it, you 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 may start saying the conversation will change. So you know what? They, they're right. You know, how am I going to deal with this now? How am I going to um, uh, not conquer? How am I going to to learn how to manage this behavior, this attitude? How am I going to replace it with a better attitude than that and help me to propel myself further out? And so um, I love meeting people and friends and stuff like that because they, they pull out, they point out those scotomas to you. 
you pretty quickly if you have a good friend and say, man, you'll hear your friend call you all kinds of pretty names because they're seeing things. And I usually ask him, I said, look, man, what do you see? Let me know so I can bring it to the forefront of my thought life so that I learn how to manage this and change my way so that we can be, I can be better and our relationship could be even deeper, you know? So how did you get to the point that you were able to distinguish between acquaintances and friends? Though? Because there's a huge thing. I mean, you're talking, you talk a lot about the party scene. Mm-hmm. So you had to be able to make the determination where somebody was able to tell you the difference between the two. Because if somebody's telling you, hey, you have this and you need to get rid of this problem, how could, were you able to determine if they were a friend or an acquaintance? Uh, by how they speak, you know, when, when, um, people. We are talking the 90s here. <laughs> you know, you know this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you let someone, usually, and my friends will tell you I'm pretty observant, I'll, I'll let someone talk. And uh, once they begin to talk, uh, you will begin to, um, you, you'll get a chance to, to measure them. You'll get a chance to know, um, how deep this person is, how, where they are, they're at. And based on that information from what they're talking, telling me, because usually when I meet someone, I'll, I'll throw in a probing question here and there, pull out and respond to see the certain things. And based on that information, then I can make a decision. How, where am I going to place this person in, in that list of friendship? And it's usually a probing question here and there out of nowhere. And then they'll come back and, and answer that question based on, you know, uh, and then you go from there. No, I was just, I was just curious <laughs> because here's the thing, because as we speak in, in now time, mm-hmm. easy for a lot of people to say, well, you need to do this and you need to do that and so on. Friend, acquaintance, yeah. social media follower, somebody I just met five seconds yeah. ago. So that's the, that's the reason I ask. Yeah, we give them too much importance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it, it has to be interesting, especially if you're somebody who lets anything or anyone anyone impact what you have going yeah. on because there's a lot of people like that as well and it and i mean and it, and it just depends on your environment or what you're accustomed yeah. to and i think it's also what you want what is it do you want to know about you and and um, friends that i have around me are friends that are lifetime friends because i know they will if they see me uh, behaving a certain way they will pull me aside and and address it and say hey i noticed this about you what's happening um uh, and i I have friends that uh, are people that are acquaintance that I have some of the best time going on a picnic and enjoy, but that's to the level that we have that relationship. And then there are those that will sit down and we have the in-depth conversation about the, you know, the, the secrets of life, <laughs> As, uh, you know, a picnic. I don't even know when was the last time I went on a picnic. What the <laughs> hell? No, just, now I have to ask you this because you mentioned it earlier and I, and you, I want you to shoot straight Go with ahead. me. When people were asked, when you were telling people that you were not available because you were going through a sequence of events of doing X, did you ever give them the date that you were coming to no. an end? I'm just asking. I'm curious. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, the 15th is my date. <laughs> I actually, I had given myself a year and um, <laughs> I was, um, I actually went past uh, the time that I um, I had given myself and I actually remember exactly where I was when I when I came off that sabbatical. I was playing pool or shooting pool and with my friends and I, I looked at them and I said I think I'm done. <laughs> and, and that's it. Oh, so it wasn't one of those things that you looked across the room while you were playing pool and you go, okay, I think I'm done. <laughs> If you know what well, I'm it saying. was exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> but here's, here's, here's the thing. When you decide to come off of mm-hmm. it, though, and you say you're going to move forward and now you're you're ready to, we'll say, interact into having personal, we'll say, 
I don't know if I want to call it intimacy because it's not intimacy, yeah. but it's, it's a different level of personal relationship with somebody yeah. else. How hesitant are you, are you the first time around? How hesitant are you going into this? I was pretty hesitant. It took me um, probably another year or so, maybe a little even longer, because um, I find, again, in conversation, as you begin to listen to people, uh, you'll see what I, I considered this one of the most dangerous things that people have within them, and that is low self-esteem. And if you let someone talk enough, you'll you'll figure it out. I've met some most beautiful women and men that have the lowest self-esteem. And so if you have a low self-esteem, someone will come and abuse you. And whether it's um, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever, because then you are looking to that person for validation. And so because you're looking to them for validation, they can do anything to you and you're validated. And so um, uh, I find that when I began to listen to these to the conversation i would i would realize that this person is not there yet and um for me to engage in a relationship with that would be absolutely detrimental to the relationship there's no it's not going to go anywhere because i've already gone through some of that and that journey like i said is something that that individual will have to embark upon and bring there so it clears out a lot of um, you see you see it just from a conversation yeah, you you know you have that conversation as a probing question and then you, you could see it and I've watched so many people get hurt because of that low self-esteem. And um, uh, all the all the, the young people today, my hope is that they begin to search themselves and trust themselves and learn how to walk and become stronger in themselves than to be dominated by that low self-esteem because of all the other things that they see on the Facebook, on the, uh, the, the YouTube, all the other places that people are saying, you need to look like this, you need to talk like this, you need to act like that. Find your individualness and and exploit it to the best of your ability because you're one of a kind. I have to tell you, I don't know where else would be a better place to end it. <laughs> I think that there's not going to be a better point that you and I can make together besides what you just said right now. And I, I, I appreciate this because I've, this is the first time someone have actually <laughs> interviewed me and I think my listeners would get it. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to turn it off. I really did. It just happens. I have this gift of gab. Well, I, I deeply appreciate it because I think um, it brings to my space a different spin i think people will get a better insight as to who i am so that when i interview them when they listen to my my podcast that they know that hey this is not someone just throwing up some stuff whatever but i've been through this and i have gained this information from and placed in my computer and my goal at my show is to talk to other people and have them share what they have gained in their computer. And we, as a whole, began to lift up each other and change each other's lives, man. So I appreciate it. Well, it, it sounds like you're doing it. It definitely sounds like you're, you're accomplishing that. Everyone who's listening to this podcast... We hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials 
to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you. But always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you, but always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.